Welcome to Highway Christian Community Sermon Downloads. For more sermons, please visit our website. We know you will be blessed as you listen. Take care and God bless. Morning. <laughs> you guys are going to have to forgive me. I'm used to talking to a slightly younger age group. Uh, so much so that when I got out the shower this morning, I was putting my Sunday best shorts and t-shirt on and my wife said, you can't wear that. <laughs> so, hence. <laughs> also, if I catch anyone talking during the service, you might get a lecture. Uh, so if you don't mind, let's break up. We'll start our icebreakers. Look, I'm going to go into the average attention span today's youth is about eight seconds. So they probably stopped listening about 52 seconds ago. This happened since the early 2000s with the invention of smartphones. And my youth will tell you what I call your smartphone, the god of this age, which it is. It's omnipresent, its cell phone signal is just about everywhere. It's omnipotent, it's all-knowing. If you don't believe me, ask Google. <laughs> and it's, we seem lost without it. Who of you have driven home to go fetch your cell phone? We, we, we do that. Who of you have had a conversation with your couple at a restaurant? We've all done it. <laughs> it's something we can't put down. So that is one of our struggles, is cell phones. Yes, I see a few of them nodding. With this, it also comes with different social behaviors. People, uh, children are exposed to things very early and very graphically. Um, kids today are often scared to voice their own opinion because they could be shunned or worse, placed on a social media platform. YouTube, WhatsApp, Snapchat, anything but Facebook, that's for oldies. But that has developed. So well, what has developed in youth today is that they're able to multitask a lot more than we can. So believe it or not, sorry, can you hear? Better. Okay, sorry. Is face forward better? Okay. So what's actually happened is they're able to multitask. So yes, Believe it or not, your youth can WhatsApp and listen to you at the same time. <laughs> so let's unpack some of the stuff our youth faces today. They face a sexual and moral decay. Our kids are bombarded with TV shows, with internet, with school field that's taken sex from a beautiful part of marriage to something entertaining. And kids are being desensitized to what's right and wrong. Uh, Pornography, kids as young as 10 are exposed to pornography these days. With the average loss of age of virginity in South Africa is 17, with kids as young as 9 being sexually active. Uh, Gender confusion, um, some kids have been told at school, if you act a certain way or behave a certain way, you are this or you are that. I know our team at Fusion has said that we will help them find out who they are in Christ. Um, Drugs. Drugs is is pretty heavy out there at the moment. Kids as young as nine addicted to drugs. 
There was a story on East Coast Radio recently about a young boy who was just given a vape, and inside that vape was, was a very nasty drug. So be careful out there, especially my youth. Guys, don't just accept something as it's okay for you. What's a vape? <laughs> well, okay. Next is bullying. I know we all faced bullying as, as a kid at some point, but there's bullying physically, psychologically, and nowadays, cyberly. You get bullied online, you can get bullied on all sorts of uh, social media platforms. So that's something new that even me as a youth never ex was exposed to. Broken marriages, the divorce rate is at its highest, all-time high at the moment. So we've got teens that have got no fathers, or mothers, or both, and um, some of the other things we deal with is abuse. Um, so it's, it's a very different world out there. They battle to understand their identity. Um, we have in some way or form been teaching identity for, what, three years? So it gives me new respect for Steve you know, when it took five years to teach us grace. Because to unteach something is very hard. Uh, especially with, with children, there's a law about the first hearing. When you first hear something in a child, it's what sets the tone for that topic for the rest of their life. So, if possible, rather let them learn about drugs, sex, and everything else from their parents at home, from, than rather from the schoolyard. Um, sticking to my notes, my wife told me it was a good idea. Uh, with regards to talking about uh, drugs and sex and everything else, t statistically speaking, eight is too late in today's. Eight is too late. Yeah. So, n right. Now that I've scared the life out of you, <laughs> how do we reach the youth? And if the guys at the mi back don't mind playing that video clip for me. Hi, Dad. Hi, daughter. Sup? Am I G to G out with my friend Talia? She texted me JTLMK that she's at the pool. BTW, it's been like two weeks since I've seen her IRL. Gee, honey. A, B, C, D? I don't know what you're saying anymore. LMNOP? I'm really regretting buying you that smartphone. It's had a negative impact on your language skills. D-A-M-N. Sound familiar? Does it seem that sometimes you and your teen or you and your old person are speaking two different languages? Luckily now, there's the new Teen to Parent Translator, which also comes with the Parent to Teen Reverse feature. Families need never miscommunicate again. Try again now. Sup, Dad? Am I G to G out with my friend Talia? She texted me JTLMK that she's at the pool. BTW, it's been like two weeks since I've seen her IRL. Because I have to ask, can I go hang out with Talia? She's at the pool, and there are a bunch of really cute guys there, too. But mostly, I just miss hanging out with her because no one in this house understands me. Okay, just remember that you're a beautiful young lady with her whole life ahead of her, and I only want what's best for you. Totes, just don't mash with any of those dudes, PLZ. Cool, VBG. 
And can I take the car if I promise to BRB? Seriously, thanks so much, Dad. Oh, and can I also take the car so that I look older and hotter than I am? What? Uh, how about I drive and wait in the parking lot until you're done? My purpose in life is to humiliate you. Uh. I hate the feeling of being constrained while also secretly needing your structure. This is a challenging time in my life. I'm dealing with a lot, maintaining friendships, school, my erratic hormones, and just, just a lot. I want freedom and your love and respect. Okay, how does this sound? You drive, that way I can get some errands done, and we can have that very important 30 minutes a week of driving together. And I know this sounds overprotective, but I've been in more driving situations, and I think that you could benefit from my being there. I trust you and am slowly letting you shine bright. Okay, YOLO. Meh, whatevs. I love you, Dad. I love you too, honey. Now, let's get out of here. I forgot it's me and your mother's anniversary, and I forgot to get her a present. Don't come in our room tonight. Ew! Gross! I played that because I wish something like that existed. <laughs> but the, the honest truth is there's no such translator. And there's no formula to give you to talking to youth. Um... There's, there's a manual, we can obviously refer to the Bible, but there's no formula. And the Bible tells us in Proverbs 22 verse 6, uh, train your child up in the ways of the Lord and it will not depart from him. I used, I used the, the King James with this because I like the word train. Some of the other translations use point or start your child off, but I preferred the word train because train implies work. And we have to work at raising our youth up and our children up in the ways of the Lord. It doesn't come easy. So I'm going to just tell you a little bit about what happened in my life. I grew up in a Baptist church. I went to Sunday school every Sunday because my parents told me to. And I went to youth every Friday because I had to. And when I reached, when we moved down from Johannesburg to Durban and I reached, I was probably between the ages of 17 and 18. Honestly, I'd had religion up to about there. And I got involved with the wrong circle of friends and wound up out in the nightclubs, jawling, drinking, wound up on drugs. And it was an interesting time in my life. It wasn't, I'll make a long story short, one night I was standing in a nightclub here in Durban and somebody we knew that died of an overdose on the dance floor. And not a week later, a bunch of us were there again in the same nightclub with the same drugs in our hands. And I said, well, the Holy Spirit just said to me, what are you doing here? You know, it's, this world is fickle. There's, there's no love here. What are you really doing here? So I had about eight ecstasy tablets in my hand for that night, a box of smokes in the other dropped it on the floor and walked out and never, never turned back. And I've shared this with my youth before because one of the best ways to get through to the youth is to be real. It's, they know more than they let on and a lot more than they should know. 
we also have to love them. And to love them, <laughs> sometimes we cry with them, sometimes we laugh with them, and sometimes we have to reprimand them. And I'm sure they used, you guys are a bit tired of my honest speech by now, I'm sure. But we also have to use things that relate to them. You know, it's a different world out there. So we have to relate to them on their levels, which means if we have to use visuals, so be it. If we have to use a cell phone, we'll do it. If we have to use YouTube, whatever we can to reach through to this generation, we need to be using it. Um, teens also really enjoy a testimony. I think it's a lot to do with reality TV these days, that, that they can relate to real things. They don't want false. They want real. And um, everybody out here has got a testimony you could be sharing with a team. We've all walked through something. And they will listen more to a testimony than, than some guy giving a sermon. Okay. We are, they also have a burning desire to be understood. Uh, to be loved and to be heard. But our biggest hope and desire is that they get in touch with Jesus, that they have had an encounter with Jesus. Um, we've been telling them, speaking to them a lot about the difference between knowing somebody or knowing a lot about somebody and actually knowing them. We, we used an example about celebrities and sportsmen. You can know a lot about a celebrity. You can know a lot about a sportsman. You can know their favorite color, where they like to hang out, all of these things. But until you've actually had a relationship and had a conversation to them, you don't actually know that person. And that's what we're trying to do with Jesus because we can know a lot about Jesus. We can know his story. We can know the Bible backwards. But unless you actually know him and have an encounter with him, we don't know him. You know, we're so blessed that we have a Holy Spirit that can help us know the author of that book. So that's what we're trying to, trying to get through to them, is to have that encounter so that they know Jesus. Hmm. We also need to give them a voice um, in church. You know, this might come as a bit of a shock, but church can't be an old boys club. Sometimes it's going to have to be geared towards a younger generation, which means we might have to have a even rowdier worship sometimes. Yeah. And we need to have a, maybe a service generate, uh, sorry, a service that is catered around youth or even Sunday school, a family service. We, we need for that to happen. Because the honest truth is that and that are the future of this church. Um, some of the testimonies we've had from youth have been obviously salvations, healings, prophetic words. And I'm telling you all this, that we, these youth require something. They require spiritual mothers and fathers. They require somebody to come alongside them, not necessarily to fix their problems, but to hear them and point them to the person who can solve their problems. Um, I'm, sure there's, I'm sure if somebody can't relate to a teen at all, there's something we can all do, and that's pray. We can all take time and pray. There must be a teen in your life that you know, or pick one from here. Just earnestly pray for somebody. Uh, my mom and dad were in Joburg recently, and they told me about my Sunday school teacher, 
how excited she was to hear that I had stayed serving the Lord and she had been praying for me all these years. So I think because of a praying mom and a praying Sunday school teacher, I'm here today and not dead on a dance floor in Devon. So pray for them. Be a warrior. Be a prayer warrior for one of the youth. I also want to encourage you not to underestimate youth. You know, one of the greatest leaders in the early church, he followed Paul. He was aged between 18 and 20 when he started following Paul. Uh, he helped set up churches in Philippi, Thessalonica, and Berea. Not the Derbs one, another one. Um, he was also later even put in charge of the church of Ephesus. And if you're not sure if I'm talking about, his name was Timothy. And Timothy, although was young, he was a huge asset to Paul. He also was what was in those days termed mixed race. His mother was Jewish, his father was Greek. So he had a very good understanding of two very different worlds. And that's, that's what we're hoping for that will come out of our youth, that they will be able to take us to the next generation. We need them who relate to this world to bring us in to relate to this world. So that's what we're praying for, is we pray that out of, these, out of this youth that's sitting here are future Timothys. So, in closing, about three years ago, Shemaine and I were sitting roughly where everyone is now, probably in the back row as we move forward a little bit today. Yeah, about the sound desk there, Darren, thanks. Yeah. And we were looking around at the church going, where does Jessica go? She was six then, there was no youth, and our first thought was, let's look for another church with a youth program, with a big Sunday school program, and, and, and move there. We then attended a church camp in Skokheim, and Stuart Agnew was, was talking. And Shemaine and I just felt led while he was talking to be the solution instead of looking for a way out. So we thought, well, let's get involved. And at the same time, Gary and Pauline were feeling the same way, and we then tried to resurrect the youth. And we, were we qualified to do that? No. <laughs> Are we qualified now? Definitely not. I mean, I walk into youth on a Friday night sometimes and I go, it's complete chaos. And I go, what on earth am I doing here? And the Holy Spirit always comes up and says, Stephen, it's not about you. It's about me. It's, it's about being available. It's not about being qualified. So I, that's, that's what I think the, the key is Yeah, It's not about being qualified. It's not about having a degree in theology, about being a teacher. It's just making yourself available. And every Friday night to be there. Or to, you know, maybe when we're at youth on Friday night, you guys can be praying. Just be available to, to do something. Um, Uh, Psalm 78, verse 2 to 8 says that we need to tell our children's children about the wondrous power of God. We need to tell generation after generation of his praiseworthiness and teach them not to forget his deeds. So everybody out here has got a role to play, from parents to grandparents. We've all got a role in telling generation after generation. I mean, when, even when I was in that world, that drug world, I still had a sense deep down that this was wrong. And it was from foundations of foundation of foundation of just being 
trained in that way to know it was wrong. Also to my youth out there, there's a lot of knowledge here. There's a lot of experience. Tap into it. Use this wisdom that they've got. These people have gotten to an age where you've been you. They've nearly died a few times themselves. Listen to them. They can help you. And lastly, Shemaine and I just, while we've got the platform, really just want to thank our team. You know, it's what, what happens in youth is a team effort. It's no one person. There's no one, one person with a gifting. You know, it's a team effort. So Wade and Roxy, Ryan and Kerry, we just want to thank you guys for making yourselves available on a Friday night, for being there just every Friday night. <laughs> I know. And, and I'm sure that the teens love you for it and will continue to love you and we love you for it. We just thank you guys. And I... And I just want to end with a, with a small prayer. And I just want to pray 1 Timothy 4 verse 12 over the youth, which basically says, don't look, let anyone look down on you because you are young. But set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love and faith, and in purity. Because I believe in this youth, there is a future Timothy. Inside our youth, there's going to be somebody who's going to be standing on this platform making a huge impact to Pinetown and, and more. Amen. Amen.